Mad Chatter acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. Wait, what's this podcast called again? Mad Chatter. Hmm. One, two, three. What's up? <laughs> it's Maddie One. And Maddie Two. <laughs> and no Maddie Three. <laughs> so the Maddies are off the leash and we got to do our own intro. <laughs> Media Maddie apparently has better things to do. She's so important now that she's got this job at Nova. <laughs> apparently she's taking over. So whenever you hear anyone on the radio, it's definitely Maddie. So you've got your least two favourite Maddies <laughs> for this podcast. <laughs> but the reason we've gone rogue and that this isn't in the studio is not because we've still got PTSD from last time. It's because we have a very special guest and very high maintenance guest that can't always make it to the studio so we had to bring the studio to her <laughs> but we don't think you'll be disappointed it's very long but it's quality good things come to those who wait a long time to listen to a podcast <laughs> the longer the podcast goes on the better it gets exactly and it's a pre-record because again the guest very high maintenance so again we're all over the shop we don't know what day it is we don't know when this is coming to you but we've got it there and that's all that matters Enjoy. (laughs) Our second guest for season two of Mad Chatter. I'm not trying to be offensive to any other guests we've had this season, okay, or last season, but this is probably one of the ones that I'm the most excited about, purely because I actually don't know a whole lot. Maddie Turner and I were discussing this earlier, a whole lot about this person's story, other than in more recent years. Anyway, this is probably one of the most exciting intros I've had to do as well. She is probably one of the, if not the best netballers of our generation. She, she's laughing because she's so modest. She (laughs) won three premierships across ANZ Championship and Suncorp Super Netball. Nope, only in the ANZ Championship. Yeah, I'm doing some good facts checking. She, um, I usually do the in the red corner, and in the red corner she comes in at 196 centimetres, which is a great stat. She was, I'm going to say, one of the youngest players to debut for their country at 16 years old. I'm getting my facts right. She was almost 17, but that's okay. We'll work the years around. We'll say 16. 16 sounds, sounds better. Impressive. Like when you signed up for Thunderbirds and you were the youngest player? Yeah, and then it only lasted about a month. Um, <laughs> and, I'm, you know, I think I was so nervous about this intro that I'm not doing very well. Um, and one of her greatest feats as well is the little thing that's sitting next to us on our right is little Gianna, who's dressed here in a pink Bonds onesie, looking cute as ever. And we said that if you hear noises in the background, it's not my stomach. It's this person's child. Um, Anyway, she has won two MVPs of the competition. Um, She is, yeah, as I said, just one of the all-time greats. She set a standard for international players coming to Australia to play. And she's also a pretty good person. We actually don't mind having her on our team (laughs) now. So if I hadn't given it away already, because there's not that many players in our team that are 196 (laughs) centimetres. Or have a kid called Gianna. Or have a kid called Gianna. It is Ramelda Aiken-George. What's your middle name? Do we need to do that? (laughs) Yes. That's Sophie's Sophie's name. You've actually told me this. Do you want to have a go? What letter does it start with? A. I'm done. Amanda. <laughs> I like Amanda, but it's Antoinette. Antoinette. That's yeah. very fancy. Mm. We should call you Tony. No. <laughs> Tony? No, not for me. Hard pass. Uh, anyway, welcome to the podcast, Zerelda. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. It's been a while. I've been trying to get on here for a very long time. <laughs> I'm tired, but that's okay. Well, I actually feel like that's another topic. I think we've actually reached a level of stardom now at the Mad Chatter podcast where... I think our teammates are actually wanting to be a part of it now. I yeah, think they're lining up. Early on, we had to sort of pull them through the door, whereas now people are actually excited, and I think we might have a few more to be able to come you on. You only this have week. to bribe them with a few snacks. We're going to say that we put this on our Instagram saying next guest is high maintenance, and everyone guessed Helen Housby. So wow, at, at least you're not known for being high That's maintenance. That's a good thing. I'll take I'll take the pros. <laughs> now the question I think that we have to start with that's burning on my lips. Have you ever listened to an episode of Mad Chatter? I've not... li- whatever is on Instagram, that's all I listen to. <laughs> it counts, it counts. Okay, that's fine. It's better than nothing. Where do we find this? <laughs> on all good po- podcasting platforms. On Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. What are the other podcasting? Castos, that's what we do it through. And you use Spotify? Yeah. Like a normal person's? You should plug it that way, though. Yeah, I should, uh, you can find it Ways somewhere. Ways to find the podcast. <laughs> well, you just click on the link if you're on the Instagram. 
No, I've one got more better click. things to do. One more <laughs> click. You're too busy listening to Baby Shark or something, with Gianna. Oh, trust me, Coco Melon is Cocomelon. And I'll, everything. If, if there's something that's going to put Gianna to sleep, it's probably not the sound of my voice. We'll <laughs> it's see. not that we'll soothing. Um, we'll start with just tell us a little bit about who Ramelda was as a little kid growing up in Jamaica. Who were you? Do you know it's funny, like, whenever you get asked that question, like, you never know who you are. Um, <laughs> That's very true. Who am I? Who is that person? I know, whenever we ask them, like, I don't know how I answer this yeah. one. Yeah. That's why I always ask the questions. Like, I wouldn't want to answer them. Who, who are you? Well, I've always been known for a tall, lanky girl. They used to call me String Bean. But, um, don't get any ideas. Um, oh, just Bean. <laughs> I really want to make it stick. <laughs> no, I hated that name. I felt like I was being bullied. But then again, I felt like I was very stubborn and I would like bite back at like anyone who decides to call me any nicknames whatsoever that I didn't like. Um, but I grew up in like a little small country town called Maypen, which... Um, I think, you know, all the best talents always come from the country. <laughs> so That's Ben. Daddy and I both from the cities, so that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, all the best talents come from the country. And um, I grew up with, so I have an older sister and a younger brother. I'm the middle child. <gasps> Snap. Oh, oh, my God. Are we guys like twins? <laughs> become best friends? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Um, and kind of like it was just me my mum, my sister and my brother, my dad travelled quite a lot, so he wasn't really home, most of us. So it's always my brother being the only boy. Around. Is that for work that he was travelling? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. sorry, little girl. Sorry, little girl. Um, yeah, definitely. He lived in the Cayman Islands, so he would come to Jamaica, like, probably once a week like once a month for like a week and then he'll just head back so never like he was never really at home yeah so we grew up with like all our cousins and friends and you know never was an indoor child but somehow I grew up just loving being a house rat <laughs> I don't know how we got here but we are um so yeah like just started off um playing I say we were all jack of all trades like we tried everything in the backyard not like out on the big screen <laughs> um and then just got picked up along the way to play netball so yeah just the young skinny like very 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 skinny if you scroll back on the book face oh we'll find it we'll find it for the, for the listeners don't you worry um there's a photo of like all three of us actually I think it's on my Instagram We'll definitely find yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> of me and my sister and my brother just, like, in the backyard just posing and taking photos. But that is just us in our little element. And, <laughs> like, every time I look at that photo, it really grounds me because I'm just like, wow, like, we're coming from a far um, way. <laughs> was um, netball, like, did you start playing that through, like, school or was it just a sport, again, that you just threw it around in the back? Like, what? how big was netball in Jamaica when you were sort of growing up? So, yeah, so netball is, like, the number one female sports, I guess, everywhere in the world, yeah. but mainly in Jamaica. <laughs> um, so how I started playing netball was my sister, she was playing for a team in our little country town um, called Blazers. And shout out to the Blazers. Shout out to the Blazers. <laughs> um, and I would just go and watch her like every week, every Sunday when they would train or play on those days and I think like from memory like they used to just bully her and call her a big foot I don't know why <laughs> was she tall too yeah she's yeah. tall um and I I just wanted to take the pressure off her because like she takes everything personal mm -hmm. um so I was like oh I want to try and I remember one day we rock up to um, we used to train at like this skating ring. So skating. As in like skateboarding or ice skating? <laughs> the ice skating in Jamaica. <laughs> they do bobsledding. They can do ice skating. I'm trying to fit Joe. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm worried about you. <laughs> um, so not an ice skating She's just ring. Just like roller skating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it wasn't was... for me. It was for them. <laughs> 
And like, I remember like there was like this big metal thing like around like the court, but it was mainly for people who are skating and you hold on to it. Um, and I was like, oh, I wanna, like, I want to know how to play. Cause I'm there every week, like with her. Cause where we live, like we'll either walk to training or we'll catch a taxi to training. So like on Sundays after church, we'll just walk there or walk to wherever we're playing. And um, I remember one afternoon I was like, oh my God, like I've been coming here for so long. Like I, I wanna, like I'm just, I'm interested. Like I wanna learn how to, to play and all of that. And I remember when I first started out, they just needed a sub because they didn't really have enough players. And I all. thought you were about to say they just needed a centre. <laughs> <laughs> if only. If no, only. but the better thing is they put me in defence to start with and they were like, you don't need to catch the ball, like whatever. Um, you just need to get in there and just like, as they tell every tall person as a defender, um, just go in and just take one big step back and put your arms up. I'm like, coaching. Okay, coaching that. 101. <clears throat> and I was like, yeah, sure, I can do that. And then like from then on, like it just got so, so much more interesting. Like every minute, every like, I just wanted to be on court more and more, but mm. obviously I was only being used as a sub. <laughs> so, did this court, I'm like trying to picture it on this, not my skating rink, this skating <laughs> rink, did it still have like rings? Yeah, like netball posts. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like it was like on a piece of like tire, concrete post in the middle. <laughs> so you have to roll it off. Yeah, so you take it off the yeah. court. Oh my it's God. Like a yes, case. that is so cool. And like the court, innovative. <laughs> like the court was so like, Slippery. Because it would have been, yeah, for yeah. skateboards. Yeah. <laughs> Not for ice skates. Okay, I've got an evolution, like <laughs> nipple on rollerblades. <laughs> Good luck not stepping. Mm. Uh, but then you'll have to come up with, like, what is stepping or is stepping yeah, involved? That's very true. Mm. Did um your parents, like, did your mum play netball or no. so she didn't really play? Because are they tall as well? Is that, like, where yeah. you get your heart from? My mother is So I'm trying to figure out where in our ancestors <laughs> or generation where did the height come yeah. from because in our family it's only me and my brother that are like the super tall ones and everyone's is like midgets so I don't <laughs> something like, happened along the way <laughs> I don't know where it comes because my sister is average height like she's tall but she's not like tall tall yeah um and my brother is taller than me and i'm tall mm. and my mum is like oh, six one and then my dad's a little bit shorter did your brother play sport my brother played basketball mm. but then he had better things to do with his time <laughs> <laughs> when it did something else um yeah so i'm not really sure where the height comes in mm. yeah. But it's we'll working. Take it. yeah, it's working it. for me. It's working for me. <laughs> what was the like netball pathway? Obviously, like being in the country town. Like, what was the pathway to get to playing for Jamaica at such a young age? Um. So, like, um. Obviously, it was through school. Um. We didn't really have like an academy program like they do here. There was no such thing as grassroots netball. You kind of like get picked up either for your height, or how speedy you are, or through PE at school. Um, you'll get picked to play in your school team. But I think um, our pathway was always through, like, club. Mm -hmm. um, and our club was, like, in the country town. And obviously when you're playing against each other um, in the country, it's like you, we say we want to hype. So <laughs> we want to have so much flair, like, everything, like... The razzle-dazzle. Yeah, like, it's like it's like a carnival. Like, well, like, our Jamaican carnival is, like, music and, yeah. like, dance and blah, blah, blah. And, like, it's, like, a big excitement. So, um, my school team was shit. <laughs> <laughs> but no shout-out there for that team. <laughs> but then I only got picked into my school team only because my coach, Mr. Nevers, he wanted me to get into, like, the... So, like, we have club for, like, the little country. And then you have, it's kind of like the city. Yeah. And then you go to the big, big league to play the big guns. The big smoke. Yeah. So, I had to go, I had to try and get into school so I could get Fridays off. <laughs> so. Not mad about that. <laughs> um, to get selected into, like, the 
under 16 and then you kind of like work your way up through there so I think the pathway to get into the like the national team or like say a club team is fairly easy you gotta be like stand out good not just pick because you've got potential and so what age was that sort of all happening like when did you start to realize like okay, I'm good at this netball thing. Let's try and, you know, get into the national team or like... Was... 33. <laughs> <laughs> um... Or when did at least other people realise you were good? Um... That was very humble, guys. <laughs> I think when I was 14, 15, yeah, around then, because then I got selected to go, go into like the under 16 which is where we have like the caribbean tournaments for like the younger girls um and then yeah so i got picked up under 16 because i was semi-good um, <laughs> <In inverted commas. laughs> um yeah very good there and then yeah from then on just kind of like work my way up but I don't think... Yeah, that was a year later you played for Jamaica. Yeah. yeah. So it was kind so of fun. like the, the tournaments, usually the year off the under-21s. Okay. So that's like every four four years. Yeah. And then after that, you get to play in like the national team. So it was kind of like, for me, looking back, it was kind of like a domino effect because like I went from one tournament to the other, to the other, to the other, um, which I thought was pretty sweet. So did you play in a World Youth Cup? Yeah. Where was that one? And do you remember who you, like who was in the Australian team that you played against and things like that? G- Laura Geitz was in the team. Uh, I don't remember if Claire was in the team. Was it the Cook Islands one? No. So I went to two because oh, I was younger. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. So we went to – the first one was in Florida. Oh, that That's so, so cool. cool. Yeah, but did America was... have a team? No. No. So you just oh. held there, but we yeah. know. I guess because it's close to the Caribbean. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, to be honest, I yeah. don't know until this day. Um, so, uh, Cook Islands was the second one, the the second one, yeah. And so we were talking about this the other day in terms of how, like, this is kind of jumping ahead a little bit, but in terms of, like, you you guys don't get paid to play for Jamaica. No. But did you, like, did you have to pay to go to those tournaments or your expenses were at least covered? They paid for everything for us to go. It was just, like since the girls got back from commonwealth games it like us just working so hard to get there to now they're now giving us like an in like an incentive oh slash okay stipend which is yeah a hundred bucks here not even <laughs> oh, wow. get you it's one pair of netball shoes yeah. the actually won't even get you a pair of netball no. these days no god and so from there so your first game for jamaica was that at a world cup or a com games or was it in just like a friendly or what sort of tournament was that in when you debuted for jamaica at the open level, sorry, not not the under twenty ones. Jesus, you're really dragging my memory. Well, I could ask Wikipedia, but I'd rather hear. You know, we don't know how much we trust Wikipedia. Say, we'll get some fact checks later. And maybe I feel like there's something wrong on Wikipedia. <laughs> yes, maybe we are. maybe we'll go back and check them. But from my memory, two thousand and seven netball world championships. That was uh, two thousand and seven. Was in New Zealand. Ah, but oh, in Auckland, prior yeah. to that. Uh, we had like test matches happening around Australia. Yeah. So I don't know if we count test matches as debut. Yeah, they do. Yeah, but otherwise <laughs> I've never played. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, otherwise neither of us have ever played. <laughs> um. So my first tournament with the Open, like the Sunshine Girls. I what think... a name! I just gonna yeah. say I'm obsessed with that. And Sunshine Girls. <laughs> <laughs> they like real cute too. Um. <laughs> I think it was in England. Yeah. I think. But if I'm wrong, it would have been when we played the Diamonds in Melbourne. That's was so like cool. probably the first one. And I remember when I first came here, Sherelle was playing for the team and I was like this stick of a figure. <laughs> I'm really happy I put on that. I don't care what anyone has to say. Like, looking back on those photos, girl. Mm, you need some milk. Um, I think, like, seeing her play, I was so mesmerised. I was just like, holy sugar. Like, wow. Like, the whole time, and I remember they beat us by, like, 40-plus goals. It was embarrassing. And I got told off. And I was like, okay, great. Um, but I get to see my favourite player. I was just watching Sherelle play. Sorry, I didn't I was to do anything. And I remember 
they like whooped us like hard like and they had like all their star play like jamaica had like all except for me because i was the rookie <laughs> like they had like all their big name players like playing and i was just like the little up and coming <laughs> little peasant on the team string bean string bean. oh <laughs> I'm not forgetting it. It was so embarrassing. And I was like, oh, my God. And I remember I went up to Sherelle and asked her to sign my poster. <laughs> oh, After oh playing against her. Yeah. Um, I went up and asked her to sign my poster. And she was like, like, this is like this tall person, like, going there. I was going to say, you were like, <laughs> towering oh. over it. And then she goes, you did so well. Keep it up. Like, you're going to do, like, you've been doing so well. <laughs> And, like, she signed my post, and every year I went home from Australia, back home, it's, like, in my room on the wall. That is amazing. Like, That's such a cool it's story. It's still there. And has Sherelle ever asked for your autograph since? I'm sure I don't know. What the hell, Sherelle? Sherelle, if you're listening, get Ramona's signature. I'm famous now. Uh, exactly. <laughs> I'm one of you now. I'm one of you. I played to, did Sherelle play 200 games? I wonder. It's you know I got she it wrong. Have. I got it wrong the other day as well. Apparently you want a Ford. My mum corrected me because I don't get my facts right on our podcast. Apparently you want a fourteen to have played two hundred, but you're the only. It was that you want a four that are involved in the game now that cut that has played two hundred. So it's like you oh, and yes. like uh, maybe Kath is a commentator. Um, like maybe someone is a coach and Beck is a coach. Anyway, with sorry about them. <laughs> yeah. But um, so with all of that, how did then coming to Australia yeah. ever? you know, come into the like into play was how did you want me here? How did we get you? <laughs> how did you come how here? How did we steal you from the Sunshine yes. Girls? Well technically you haven't stolen me from anyone. That's true. You know, I like to spread my love. But you are a citizen now. Even <laughs> um so we had the tournament two thousand seven in New Zealand and it was myself I remember Casey, she's another sunshine girl. Well, she was a sunshine girl. And Simone, she was another sunshine girl. They're all retired now. Um, we all got contracts to, well, offer to come here and play in the ANZ Championship because that was the start. Um, and I, like, my prior to that, I got, you know, an offer to go to America to play basketball because I was doing both. So you were playing, yeah, that's what I was, I forgot to ask that earlier. So you were playing basketball just as competitively as you were playing netball in Jamaica? Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say competitive. <laughs> <laughs> I would say I, I, you know, I give my spare time. <laughs> um, I would try to start out with my busy day. Yeah. Um, to... Also, I don't have COVID. I just have a really chesty cough. <laughs> so um, it's just a nervous cough because she's so nervous being on the Magic <laughs> podcast. It is. Ah! Um, so yeah, so when I got offered to come here, I got an offer to go to America to play basketball. What um, college? Out of curiosity. TCU, Texas Christian University. I'm watching Friday. TCU got Raiders. I'm watching Friday last moment, so Texas is front of mind. That would have been cool. But I'm glad you didn't go. So, but like my, before I got to that bit, my sister was going to college in Jamaica and my mum was like, this was like just when I left high school. So I got like 17. 17, 18. Yeah. So I left I finished school and I had like a whole year and then mum was like, why don't you just go to like a community college to um, go and, you know, further your studies because you're too young to go overseas by yourself. And then she came up with this deal. She goes, if my sister can go to the college, then I get to go, but I'll, I'll come halfway in. So my sister left her college in Jamaica to go to another college in America. She absolutely hated it oh, because the deal was my sister was going to go first and then I was going to come there in the second half of the year. Not too sure why oh. that was her idea. <laughs> that was her ultimatum. Um, and then like, I didn't get to go. So then I got an offer from Netball to go to Australia. And I was like, come on, like, this is two offers, like, now, like, you don't want me to go. Only based because she thought I was really young. young. Yeah. And then my... The motherly instinct. She wants you to go. Um, it's 17, 18 around yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then my 
well, we call her our netball mum, mm-hmm. Mrs. Bernard. Big up, Mrs. Bernard. <laughs> Shout out. Um, she was like, no, like, Miss Audrey, like, this is two opportunities. Miss Audrey's you. your mum? Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is two opportunities. Like, your girl's pretty much got, like... Sorry, was your sister going to America for basketball? She went there. Yeah, so she'd gone She was there. Yeah. And um, she absolutely hated it. <laughs> But my sister is a homebody. Yeah. Like she'll travel different countries, and but she'll always, always. go yeah. back home. Um, and I remember when Mrs. Bernard reached out to me and she told me about the offer that is on the table. Um, I was like, I'm going to go. <laughs> so she was the one that they'd gone through to try and get yeah. you to a yeah, So that was, yeah. I was like, I was wondering whether it was like I've heard Carla Brago's story of getting a Facebook message and things like that, but for yeah. you it was going through. Mrs. Bernard, she was yeah. kind of the, almost like your manager to a degree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and she told my mum what was happening, and then she told me, and I was like, I, <laughs> "Get me out of here! I I'm have going to go because I'm like the only one, like in my family. Me and my brother, like, we will just pack it and go." Yeah. Peace. <laughs> um, Peace out. If you stayed in Jamaica, what with like a netball sports and a thing, what would you have done? I don't know. But that's the thing, like, I love Jamaica, don't get me wrong, but there's not much opportunities there. Like, everyone's trying to, like, pack up and go somewhere because, like, life in Jamaica is just crime, Mm. like, at its highest level. Um, So I think if I wasn't playing netball now, like, I don't even, like, I can't picture what What my life would have been like in Jamaica. Mm -hmm. Like, cause even like when I go back home now, I'm just like, I'm there for like two weeks and I'm like, I'm ready to go. And so in terms of your offer from Australia, was it the Firebirds just always the team that had come calling? And was Um, it? It was, if maybe I'm wrong, but if my memory served me right, which (laughs) it never does, it was, um, it was. Firebirds, Swifts did offer, <gasps> and I think it was Adelaide. Yeah. I could be wrong, like hundred percent. I could be wrong. Um, Who was the import? Like, was there any many imports at the time when you? Got so offered? there was only two imports okay. per. Well, two. Oh. if you in the first year it was two, but in the second year, if your team kind of like made top four, like you weren't allowed more than one. Oh. Were there any already <laughs> over here playing? No, so uh, it was myself, Thames and Greenway. I don't think Jeeva came over in that time. I think Jeeva came over like in the second year, I think yeah. it was. This was 2008, your first year here, yeah. right? Yeah. I think she came over in like the second year. That was the first year of ANZ, wasn't it? 2008, 2008 yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think it was just us two. And then the year after they started like more international players were like coming over. That is so cool to think yeah. that you were like a pioneer, like you were one of the first to go. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone can see Reddit's face right now, talking about yeah. pioneer. Yeah, yeah I feel thing. like, you know, I'm the ringleader. I'm like, it's safe, you know, Jesus it's walking safe. around. It's <laughs> safe. I made it through, guys. Uh, but, but actually, that's true. There's a thing like you had no one to like set your example off of in terms of like you couldn't call, you know, a past no. main player and say, hey, what was it like for you? Like no. you've just gone in completely blinded. Blind. And, and do you know anyone here? Yeah. No. Nah, like I, when I was speaking to Jan Magakis, she was the lady in contact with Mrs. Bernard and um, she sent me a photo and she goes, I'll be at the airport and <laughs> Vicky Wilson will be at the airport too. Bear in mind, I had no idea who Vicky was. Like, <laughs> I have no idea who Vicky was. Like, like, And she was a Firebirds coach at the time, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And she's like the Australian. Greatest, yeah, royalty. Yeah. Australian from captain of the Dive um, Australian team. No idea who she was. And then um, when I came to... Australia. Well, when I flew into Brisbane, um, I heard this sort of voice like from about probably 10 minutes, 15 meters away. Ramelda! <laughs> and I looked at the photo and I looked at her and I looked back and I was like, well, oh, f- I'm gonna die. <laughs> I was like, I was like uh, you don't look like the lady on the phone. You, you got catfished. <laughs> 
did not look, but like, just like the most amazing, like, welcome and presence. Like, she, like, instantly, like, I didn't feel like someone was going to kill me. Like, she, like, I <laughs> felt safe, safe yeah. straight away. And, um, have you sorted out, like, where you were living and things like that? Like, how did they do that? Yeah, so I was going to live with, well, I lived with, like, a host family. Um, June Bothwell, bless their soul. They've been nothing but, like, amazing. Like, Cliff pretty much took me under his wing like I was one of his daughters. Aww. Um, So it was, like, just beautiful to, like, they were as scared just as much as I was. Like, it was quite interesting, like, going to their house and telling me where I live and blah, 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 and all that kind of stuff. I was just like legit like a deer in headlights. Like I was like, okay. Could you drive? Like, do you have your driver's license? No. Nah. So I would get picked up. At the time it was, it's like a full circle actually. At the time it was, Kylie Bird. Yeah. Oh my god. And Vicky, they were the coach. <laughs> wow, that is so crazy. And Kylie Bird was the assistant coach and Vicky was the head coach. And then it's funny, it switched around yeah. and I was like, I'm still at the same club. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Um and yeah, Kylie Bird like lived like five minutes up the road from me, so if I didn't get a lift with her to training, like one of the other girls will come and pick me up or I'll, they'll pick me up from where they worked and yeah. then take me to their house. And that sounds really bad. <laughs> I'll go back to where they were staying <laughs> and, and then go to training from there. And then Kylie or one of the girls would like drop me home. So it was kind of like a system, like going to and from. Good way to training. bond with people. Oh, you got right. to know them all the time in the car. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. So, yeah, it was, like, I, at no point, like, I felt like I was doing the wrong thing. Yeah. So you kind of knew from the moment you got there that this was what I'm meant to be doing, this is going to be it okay. It was my calling. It was your calling. You <laughs> had that in Who am I? Now mm. I know who I am. Yeah. Do, do you remember your first training session? Um. Yeah, I remember clearly when I think I got, like, when we got to Brisbane, well, yeah, to Brisbane, stop stuttering. <laughs> You're distracted when, by your child doing jungle gym under the table. Um, when we got to Brisbane, I remember we went to training like the next day after. Why do I keep saying we? <laughs> I went to training the day after, and then I remember I rocked up in Connie's. <laughs> oh my god! And Vicky goes, Okay, off you go. And I looked down and I was like, These aren't netballs. <laughs> And she goes, you'll be all right. Go on. And I remember jumped, ankle went, snap. <gasps> on your first training session. Normally the oh, first training session is like you throw up. Yes, you yeah. break bloody to an ankle. I, well, I didn't do, I didn't do weights. <laughs> I, um, you were stripping. <laughs> yeah. Didn't do like lots of like conditioning sessions. Like I thought I was like the, um, not the poster girl. What do you call it? The teacher's pet. <laughs> like, I didn't get to do a lot of things that the girls were doing. Um, and I remember, like, the day after Katie Walker brought um, cupcakes into training. And I remember clearly she goes, they're for you. <laughs> and I was like, thanks. <laughs> but by the, by at that time, like, to get three, uh, three words out of me, you would have to be working, like, over time because I, yes, no, yes, no was my answer. So you were, yeah, I, I think I remember watching all your videos from your 200th and every one of the, your old Firebirds <laughs> teammates described you as coming in as being tall, skinny and really shy. Mm. And now, I reckon the first day I met you, we didn't stop talking. Like, what <laughs> did you just gradually grow well, out of that? we didn't stop talking. You sure? Actually, yeah, that's true. I probably was just talking to myself. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, I think, like, I just got more and more comfortable. And those girls that, like, when I came here, like, they were so patient. And just, like, I think they were just as, like, intrigued and, and scared and everything in one all at the same time. Like, we were all kind of, like, getting to know each other. Because, um, like, I had, like, the Kira... Um, Laura Loz, um, mm. who else was on that team? Claire, 
Laura guides, like all those girls, like all in one. Like I feel like a lot of start. you like all stayed together for a long time as well. Yeah, yeah, which was good. And then when Nat came in the team, Nat goes, "You guys are too nice." <laughs> <laughs> and that was the year we went like back to back, like not back to back. We won all our games because she was just like, "You guys are too nice. Like you guys have the potential." And we're just like being like like overly super nice, <laughs> and I'm like, because I like nice people. <laughs> um, and I think that kind of like kicked us in the butt to like start to set standards and mm. all of those stuff, like driving a lot of you know like one's not good enough, like those kind of like mm. mentality. Because if we had kept going the way we were going, we were just like going, it's like a social yeah. event. <laughs> we're playing social we netball. We just go to play social netball and then we go home. We play a game <laughs> and then we go to party. Sweet. How did it work back then for eight? Like, did you just come over for the season? Because it wasn't 12 month contracts at the start, was it? No. Yeah, so, so did you come over and then go back? Yeah. Um, the first year when I got here, I had a calendar. I asked for a calendar so I can take like the days off like legit like Get I was me religious home. like going to bed it was kind of like my routine where I Therapy. was like tick day done okay next one tick day done but um as soon as like I like Tamsin she was like like my tour guide kind of um and she would like come and pick us up in like this little I'm going to say the car was like a charade or whatever it's called. Um, she would come and pick me up and we'll just go on road trips like everywhere. And every day we'll go and meet up with like the girls in the city because one of our close friends in that group, she worked in the city. So we would like go in the city, have lunch. She would like come down and then she would decide if she want to go back to work or not. Um, Usually no. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was, like, us four girls, like, always, like, hanging out and doing stuff. And I think by the time of, like, the end of, like, my first season, I was just, like, having so much fun. Like, i forgotten about, like, being homesick and... Mucking your days off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, like, the days when I didn't, like, mark any off. And then I'll get to the end of the week. I'm like, oh my God, five days. <laughs> so many lunches. <laughs> um, so I think like being able to have that foundation where you get to explore like other stuff other than the, the netball court yeah. like made the transition a lot easier and more fun. Yeah, can you tell us just a little bit about those sort of like success years of the Firebirds? Because I think they're sort of some of, like I think for so long in netball, the Firebirds were known as like this powerhouse team. And I think even now it's kind of like the three of us sitting here all weren't part of those two grand finals from a Swiss perspective. But it's something that when you came into the Swifts, it was sort of like this thing about, you know, those two grand finals that the Firebirds won, double, blah, blah, blah. The double blah. extra time. The double extra me. time. Oh, yeah, you were, sorry, you were part of that. <laughs> I was there. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I lost. But yeah, talk us through, like, you sort of mentioned why you were so successful, but like, what were those couple of years like and yeah, how kind of, I guess, significant was that to your career? Because they were the years, were they the years that you then got MVP of the competition as well? No, babes. That was before? I'm really bad yeah. with the maths. When we won in the first season, it was like another year or two in between before we won again. Mm -hmm. So in that time, it was more like a, um, like a build up to the first grand final and I think like during that time there was a um there was a lot of injury a lot of what ifs um a lot of like hard conversations um and I think it was kind of like a commitment from the group that whether we were going to go um to the grand final or not it was like what do we do game to game to prepare us for the next game mm. Um, and not looking at the big picture because, like, I think even now, like, when we look back at it, like, um, everyone, like, buy into the culture of what we were doing, what mm -hmm. we were about, what each individual's strengths and weaknesses were. Um, and it, it's kind of like finding the weak link in the group and, group and just making that stronger. Yeah, um, and I think, like, every single game that we went and played it was kind of like um 
G would just be really like blatant and honest. It's like pull your fingers out. Mm. Like what we're doing is not mm. good enough. Like because we knew what each other's strength was, and we would back anyone any day on court. Because at the time we had twelve. It's like if we train to a standard, that's how we're gonna play.、Mm. And if you're gonna cut, like make shortcuts at training, it's gonna affect us in the game.、Um, and I think like everyone kind of like had that、um, grind mentality to, okay, this is our training session. Okay, what didn't work? What worked? And I think for our group that we had at the moment, it was kind of like a fearless mentality, like the burn aspect of. Our drill, it was like day in day out. So it's like when we say、um, Swift does more, like we action what we say.、Yeah. It's not just、um, we just say it just because. Just, just because words.、Um, and burn was something that we after we climb Mount Kulam like fifty thousand times. It was. It's the mentality of like when you were feeling sore, like. How did you get out of that?、Mm-hmm. Like stuff like that. So, I think every bit and piece of that journey was because we backed each other on court. Like we'd never second guess like anything that we were doing. And I think like also off court we had such a really good bond. Like we would, you know, go out for parties. <laughs> <laughs> But like we, fun away from Nepal. Fun away yeah, from yeah. netball, so it was not like our brain was so captivated in、yeah. like we got to play a game on Saturday. It doesn't mean we can't go and hang out with our teammate、mm-hmm. on the Saturday night or、yeah. whatever it is. Yeah,、um, and the recovery was a priority. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if any coaches are listening, that's what Ramelda said. <laughs> it was a priority. <laughs>、um, so I think everything that we did in that time. Was to pretty much like mimic every single minute of the game. Yeah. So yeah. you can't second guess yourself on court on game day. Like, and I think like for me like the when we went back to back to、so、the second one like that was the most I've ever felt pressured,、um, because like everyone was talking about how Shani's gonna like eat me up and it's always like Maddie Turn is gonna eat you up. <laughs> <laughs> are, are you guys in peak survival mode in that、yeah. game? <laughs> Yeah, so it was kind of like everyone was just like, "Is the same thing gonna happen again?" Yada yada yada, and I was just like, "I've been giving Shani shit all week." Like, because、well, you walloped us in the、yeah. semi, like smashed us by. I think it was like eleven goals or something ridiculous. Yeah, so I think、um, I was just like, "Shani's not gonna get any ball over me," and then. Whistle blow, Shani was like, <laughs> <laughs> like all over me, and I was just like. Ah、oh, shit! <laughs> I'm never ever gonna like talk of another defender. Like, <laughs> like, no. I took it back. I took it back. I took it back. Um, um yeah. Because like contracts were only nine months up until 2016, so would you just stay in Australia for that time, or did you go back for like periods? I went home. Nice. I went all the way home. <laughs> it was home. not until like I decided to do my, um, my. Residency that I had to stay over the time that I was here for,、um, and then after that, after a year and a bit after that, I met Daniel, so we stayed. Hi, Jimmy. <laughs> Tell us everything. It's a love story. Okay, we're done with the netball now. We do the fun stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we we kind of met like previously before we met again. Um. So. Yeah. <laughs> um. Which was nice. So I met Daniel at a at well he came to one of our netball games and um, like I don't know if I've mentioned this out loud but. I think when I met him, like legit, you know, like when you're watching a movie and you make eye contact、yeah. with like the love of your life and like no one else exists, that was pretty much my moment.、So、and I was like, oh my god, <laughs> it truly、really、is a love story. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want you to be in control of me. No, leave me alone. <laughs> and then we kind of like lost touch, and then we rekindled again <laughs> a few years later, and then we started talking. 
And I guess it's, he obviously, I only found out today. I always knew he was into basketball. I knew that he coaches and yeah. I knew that he's obviously very tall, but I didn't realise that he actually <laughs> played he? professionally. <laughs> he played for four years, I think, for the Brisbane Bullets and the Cairns Taipans. So I guess even just like having a relationship. <laughs> but did you find that, a, you know, I feel like comforting knowing that he had experienced what you'd experienced as well? I've never thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, obviously. <laughs> we disregard that question. Oh, of course. Um, no, I think like being an athlete, it's good to, I guess, not not every, I guess, female or male is lucky to have a person that plays or have played sports so they understand like the journey of like, I guess, the mood swing and all of that yeah. kind of jazz. Um and I think, like, without him played basketball, he's such an understanding person anyways. <laughs> Gigi's laughing because we're talking about her daddy. Um, he's such an understanding person, so it kind of, like, works out. So, obviously, when a man and a woman love each other very much, um, they sometimes start to have a baby, and that's where little Gianna comes into it. Um, but, yeah, I guess that sort of, you know, if we talk about timelines – your time at the Firebird sort of ended and then you had Gianna. Um, can you just talk us a little bit through that? And then I guess with that, how it came to be that we were so fortunate to get you here at the Swiss. <laughs> <laughs> to be sitting in this room, um, feeding your child chocolate. <laughs> um, I think like when I felt pregnant with Gianna, um, I thought, first of all, I thought I was going to be a one club kind of gal you know um but I think also during the last bit like it wasn't like I was getting bored I I just wanted to be challenged like give me something else to to do and maybe that was the idea of me having to I guess either um quit netball or go somewhere else I should think that's something that I I even struggled with a little bit like when I moved from Adelaide to Sydney because I was the same. I always found myself being – and you almost kind of have this guilt of not being a one-club player and you yeah. sort of feel like you're a trader because you're moving into another team. But yeah. I almost think it's – yeah, there's a stigma around moving clubs because, you know, you're not loyal and things like that. Yeah. And I sort of, yeah, found that hard my first few years, but I was the exact same reason. I wanted a new challenge and I'd been there for a long time. And when yeah. you spend a long time in one place, you're right. You sometimes just – Oh, you're – scary um you just yeah you need that change so i feel like it it, sometimes in sport it can be hard because you think of it as a negative but in your case it was like i think everyone thinks about how brave you were to take that step and to want to keep improving as well i think everyone was more asking um in that time period because they knew halfway through the season when I told them that I was pregnant so when we did our mid-season review they knew they weren't going to sign me so um and I honestly still don't know why. <laughs> I don't know if it was more of a um, they couldn't afford to have obviously myself um, and Danielle in the same team, and obviously looking at the future of netball, like obviously yeah. you want to build that. Like I, I don't know. I don't know up until. So they didn't really day. give you a reason. No. no, they said I was too risky. <laughs> I feel like that's like prejudice. Yeah. Um, Imagine you told that in any other job. I know. <laughs> um, but I think um, also it was kind of like like a blessing in a way where it was like I was asked to like I like I needed to be doing more because I felt like I was at the point in my career where um, like even though I've played netball for so long you're still learning um and I think like I just wanted like I wanted more um and I wasn't able to I guess experience that with them um but I think also it's kind of like a blessing because I was like man like if I want to grow or if I want to be challenged outside of my comfort zone like here is not the place to do it like I have to like either move or go and find another job or go and do something nine to five. <laughs> oh hell no! <laughs> um, Instead, he just decided to move interstate with baby. Yeah, <laughs> easy way, right? Easy, easy. <laughs> um, and I think like during 
that time period when Bryony reached out to me, I was just like, are you sure? <laughs> I've been the enemy for a while. Um, yeah, bring your secrets. Yeah, bring the book. <laughs> um, and I think, like, it was like she just, I guess, reassured me that, you know, I still got a lot to give. Um, and I do, I, and I personally felt like I still had more to give. It's just where am I going to get the opportunity to do that? And I was like, I don't care if it's a training partner position wherever, like, I'm happy. Because at the time, like, everyone already signed um, their players. And one of the questions, like, when I reached out to other clubs, they were like, why would the Firebirds not sign you? Like, you are the face of the Firebirds, like, obviously being there for so Hadn't long. I known like, the Firebirds without you. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, and I think, like, just by hearing that, like, obviously everyone thinks that... You know, loyalty means, you know, Everything. I'm staying. Yeah. <laughs> um, that wasn't the case. <laughs> um, so I learned that. Um, but I think um, either either way at that, at that point in my career, like, I was, like, I needed to do something other than the Firebirds. Yeah. It's just, like, breaking up. <laughs> it's not me it's you it's not me it's always you if you were like if you did have to go to a 9 to 5 job this is where the wikipedia facts oh, yes. come in apparently which I know I feel like is not true because I know that you did not do your own hair but apparently you have a what was it like a hairdressing oh, I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm gonna do yeah. oh my god and it's true it says off the core, Aiken has completed a course in both hairdressing and IT. Yeah. His favourite passion for coaching in the recent years. Yeah. Tell us everything. <laughs> you said you couldn't do your own hair. Well, I can't do my hair. I can do other people's ah. hair. And let's clarify, I've only done like the intro to hairdressing. <laughs> so you learn how to wash hair. I'm very good. I can I can wash your hair properly. Like I know all the techniques how to wash your hair if you didn't know. Sock is ankle. Get her as an apprentice and, and get my PhD. I can wash the hair dye out. I am very good at that. Yeah. Um so I've done like the base level. So if I'm really <laughs> super duper interested after that, I can follow that on. I love that. And I just did no. the intro into IT because I was really tech savvy back then. I'm not anymore. <laughs> Duh, Let's just say I see you more probably going to the hairdressing path. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Maybe not. That's like a big impression. I was like, Wikipedia was like, I was like, who has made this album? Nah, it's real, <laughs> real. It's amazing. Yeah. But like like future me, um, younger Ramelda wanted to be a nurse, so oh. I did volunteer nursing for about two weeks. Well, this is only fair to nursing, but Ramelda did when she walked into my house. I'd just been cooking, or well, sort of prepping, and I had the whole place smelled like garlic. And straight away, Ramelda said, "Do you have any white wine vinegar?" Anyone that's listened to previous podcasts know that I do have white wine vinegar because HelloFresh made me get it. Do you have vinegar? Oh, vinegar. White, Sorry, vinegar. white vinegar, not white wine vinegar. But I used the white wine vinegar to wash the dishes. And the smell is gone. So she, you also could be a cleaner. <laughs> and I'll see mine tomorrow. My hacks. Um, we've probably taken too much of your time already, but I just want to finish on one going back a little bit more seriously. We've got little Gianna sitting here now, but I guess having you know pregnancy and um, you know pregnancy causes in sport has become quite topical in recent years. I guess how have you found your experience of being a mum and playing sport and do you think that netball and sport in general is on the right track or do you think there's still a lot more work that needs to be done in that sort of space? Um, I felt like if when, I, and, and I could be wrong again, when Renee had this problem when she obviously first fell pregnant with Jacob and Miller, Miller um, I think by her getting those clauses in, into her contract and I think even as like um a female athletes like every female athlete should have some sort of protection when it comes on to that because I think we've dedicated so much of our lives like being an athlete being a professional athlete and then to look at life outside of um the sport like I feel like there is no protection there for us um so like 
if I, well, I did fell pregnant with Gianna and for that time period, like I wasn't really prepared financially um, for her after that. Like, even though we knew like when I was pregnant, like I wasn't like, I wasn't assigned to a club. That's when my saving kicked in and I had to dip into that and try and just like try and get organized whilst I had payments coming in from netball but after that like I had I had nothing so I think like for us like just like having some sort of like a clause if and when some not saying that we should use it but if and when it should happen like we shouldn't feel as if like we have to wait until like our netball career is over for us to be able to go and start a family mm. because at the moment we put so much pressure on our bodies that falling pregnant after netball like it gets harder and like we can play netball up until like we're 36 37 when we get to like 35 like our fertile just goes down mm. so i think um we shouldn't be able to choose between like netball and starting a family i feel like if we do decide to start a family we have some sort of uh, for protection mm. just like in any workplace you get exactly. like, like yes. yeah, yeah like you get that time off and then you, should, can, you shouldn't just have to have the security of having a contract you should be yeah able to have a year yeah anyway. and i feel like like some athlete they if they sign like a four or five year contract they're like okay i can try in here to have mm. a family because you know after that like you don't have the tendency to have physio or mm -hmm. uh, women's support. health like nothing outside of that because I think your identity is your sport mm. and to anyone else who I guess has a life outside of netball like that's good too because like then you can do both but at the end of the day you always gravitate to coming back to playing netball so um I feel like there is not much of a like protection around female athletes whether they get um pregnant or not because i was listening well i was watching i'm a celebrity get me out of here <laughs> i'm watching you liz <laughs> um and what's his name he played for essendon for a little bit when the oh, saga adam was Adam Cooney, yeah, yeah and he was saying that um probably not word for word but when you play afl it sets you up for life yeah well they get retirement like even the cricketers they get a retirement fund so the day that they stop playing they get given a certain amount every year once they finish playing but it means that they can take three four five years to worry mm. about what's next whereas yeah. we always talk about that the day that the netball stops playing netball you have to be thinking That's about it. your next job the next day there's yeah. no income there's no nothing so no. i think retirement <laughs> funds would be a yeah yeah or i don't know i don't know maybe that's where we can ask like the male um like the cricket and mm. the afl like what's like what's kind of like your like procedure after mm. you finish playing sport because you dedicate dedicate so much to that it's not like no disrespect to any male but they're not carrying a baby no. for nine mm. months your body doesn't change mm. for nine months and then having to get back into sport like straight away um experiencing the highs and the low the sleepless night not saying that they don't but i think like having a baby is so different coming out of your cooch like, <laughs> and that's the title of the first podcast <laughs> <laughs> like i feel like um like it's so different and like i have mad respect for like all the dads and the dads who are being mums and the mums who are being dads, mm. like, you know, who step up in that position to, I guess, take the weight off so you can, you know, either spouse focus on their role, whether they're being a full-time carer or whatever it is, full-time dad, full-time mum being mum, dad being dad or whatever, um, like taking on that role in bringing up a little nugget like that's um You're a little nugget. it's it's a pretty big gig oh, so i think like there should be just like in any workplace environment like i feel like a lot more people can come on board with you know helping female clubs in general just to um help to navigate their way through that if that mm -hmm. makes sense okay. so 
um i think there's a lot can be done in that area <laughs> and like it's just it just takes one person to just start that initiative so yeah <laughs> sorry, I was going to have like Fiona coming on cue as well. Um, but no, I think we just want to say firstly thank you for taking the time out of your very busy schedule to come and have a cup of tea with us. Bring your beautiful little daughter around. And I think, you know, we always say it, but we're so lucky that you've decided to come and become part of our Swifts family. And we just admire you so much. I looked up to you and you... <laughs> She's so sad it's over. I admired you when you played for the Firebirds and I remember literally when you said that idea of the Firebirds is you and I just think my entire career I just dreaded playing the Firebirds because you were there and to think that now you're running out on that court with us and most importantly you've become a friend and yeah, part yeah. of our lives has been so special. And I feel like you've just paved the way for so many people to come over and make the competition here so strong. So. Yeah, you're superwoman. Oh my god, stop it, guys! No, thank you guys for having me for offering me Jack. <laughs> yeah, after all of this, the only snack we've had is you, you and Jonathan have one little leg, so we can dig into it. Afterwards. I don't know if we could talk and That's eat true. at the same time. That's true. That was not the plan for today. It might be triggering, triggering. triggering yeah. <laughs> so quarter four, and because Ramada or Diddy is super humble we thought we'd honey, honey roast you and just say no, super nice gross. thing i know because you're not gonna like it because she's not affectionate she doesn't like physical touch <laughs> um so no we're just gonna say some things that when you i feel like because you're new to our or not really new now but you were new to our environment like some things that we noticed straight away and what you've brought that people might not know about you Kick us off, I'm going to start with Ramelda has the best sense of humour out of anyone. <laughs> and I feel like it's probably because we have a similar sense of humour sometimes. She's one of the only people that gets the same movie quotes. And she says ones that we both just look at each other because we know that each other we know them. So uh, absolute ripper sense of humour and very, very, very funny. Um, I think my one of my first well, favourite memories was... During our team camp. <laughs> so oh I, my God, I forgot about this. I got bought with this and oh my God. Like, first of all, what's like, were you three or four months postpartum? Like, you were, yeah. you were fresh. Um, we found out there was ovary heel where she lost her ovaries. <laughs> um, but no, like, I think I grew like the most, like so much respect for you within that, what, four hours that we were trekking around the farm. Um, like, you just did not stop. And I was like, I... Like I've got so much admiration for you because you just had a baby. You're we're somehow winning. We were like this. We did not. Was, we were all convinced they were cheating because we were all sprinting <laughs> everywhere. And this shows that you know the tortoise will be the hare because they were so good, like you know. And I was like, I'm rushing everything, getting lost, but just trying to sprint everywhere. And they're still ahead. She ate a raw onion, and that was the low light of her time with the sweetest. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. um but no i think when people did start passing us which wasn't until like near, towards the end like i just realized how competitive you were and i was like oh god she's gonna add a lot to this team so i feel like that's probably one of my favorite memories still <laughs> and just dry reaching for half of it <laughs> god that was brilliant Let's just say how high that hill was <laughs> it's bloody high ovary hill she's lost her ovaries there if anyone's found them return them <laughs> Um, my line with that is just how humble you are. Again, I think having watched and played against you for so many years, because you're so powerful and so dominant and so strong on the court, you almost think that when you meet you, you're going to be this really arrogant, you know. Kind of, that's a, that's only a backhanded compliment. <laughs> but I'm more mean, like, you have the right to be like that. And so wow. I think I thought that you would come in, but not even from like just, you know, in terms of netball, you've played 200 games. Yeah, I think you tackle every game as if it's your first and you go into every game just wanting to learn more, wanting to be better at training. You're always asking questions. You're always wanting to know how you can present for us and what you can give to the team. And I just think, yeah, like I said, the fact that you've played more games than anybody in our team, yet you're more willing to give probably than anybody else. Um, I think that was one of the biggest things that surprised me about you, but also just impressed me the most. And you also can never take a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a good thing? She's or looking away I'll go again. <laughs> um, I feel like you've got such an ability. I feel like it's something you need to somehow teach other people to like leave your shit at the door. Yes. Um, for training, for games, everything. Like not that Gianna's shit, <laughs> but you could sometimes literal shit. <laughs> but you could have one hour sleep, but like you will still rock up to training, give everything that you've got that day. And I feel like that's such a skill. I feel like not everyone knows how to do it, and I feel like you've got a very good way of doing it and you just go about your business and you wouldn't know what happened the night before unless someone asked you you're honest and tell them but yeah I feel like you're very good at that 
Well, the last thing we need to both just say is that for years and years and years, <laughs> us at the Swifts have been asking for a team baby and you finally provided yeah. it. So thank you for giving us a team baby. I mean, I don't think when we all thought about the baby, she was going to be this cute, but I feel like people are sometimes like just say kids are the cutest, but Gian is honestly the cutest kid I've ever seen in my entire life and we just love having her in our world. She's so thank you. Because Gianna's podcast not... <laughs> Sorry, we meant to preface that at the start, saying this is not about Gianna, it's about you. <laughs> I think it's more about her. But it can be about you, Gianna, too. Oh, God, stop it, guys. And you know what? On that note, wait, Ramelda, do you know, we can start a new trend. Can you say our last... You wouldn't know what the last line of this podcast is because you never listened to it before, but can you say perfect podcasts don't exist and cut yourself off? Perfect podcast don't exist. <laughs>